a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. Use weapons that level entire area. Scarier than penny saved is a penny earned. I don't know if that applies, but our guest this week's name is Penny. Couldn't think of anything else to say. Did you ever watch, uh, was it, Nickelodeon? And there was that little, uh, oh no, no, it was uh, Pee-wee's. Uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse. And they had a little cartoon between his segments with the girl named Penny that has uh, pennies for eyes. Yeah, I just made a Pee-wee Herman reference on my podcast. So uh, be sure to listen to this episode alone in a dark theater. Hey, now. Uh, this is Penny. We're walking through her financial life today. Uh, be sure to catch uh, most of our episodes at PeteThePlanner.tv. You can see them. Uh, PeteThePlanner.tv, that is. So go there, watch the episodes, listen now on the podcast. Appreciate you listening. Here's Penny. Stop what you're doing. Oh and hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner. Question the right of any man. The voice his opinion as strongly as any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflaged by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Revamp the camp again. Put down the stamp again. Hey, it's a million dollar plan with Pete the Planner. I am Pete the Planner, and you can see me this week here on the Million Dollar Plan. If you want to be a guest on the show, do it. Go to PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. This is the live video recording of our podcast. Of course, if you're listening to us right now on iTunes or Stitcher, just know if you really want an appetite suppressant, you can go watch me do this too. That's right. Go to our YouTube channel or go to PeteThePlanner.tv is the easiest way to find it. PeteThePlanner.tv. Our guest today is so aptly named for this program. Her name is Penny. And so uh, Penny joins us now. She's 31 years old. Penny, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Pete. How excited are you? I mean, seriously, like there's just people are looking at me, listening to you. It's like a it's like a Frankenstein situation. I, I'm shaking with excitement right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Penny, you're 31. Right. You're 31 years old. Uh, what part of the country do you live in? Can you tip us off to that? Um, I live in Seattle, Seattle. the Northwest. Oh, the great Northwest. I've been to Seattle once. I did the Seattle underground tour, like that's downtown. Have you ever done that? I guess people that live there don't do that sort of stuff. I I have done it. I've taken out of town guests there. Yeah, I feel like such a tourist now. Uh, Penny, you're (laughs) 31. Your gross annual income, let's take a look at at Penny's numbers here. $75,672 to be specific. Um, so, so Penny, that's your gross income. What are the, what are the main natures of your questions uh, here today? Uh, Pete, I just feel really lost. Um, I spent eight years saving up to buy a home and I bought the home this past July. So I just don't know what to save for anymore and how to allocate that money. And I also have some questions about, um, expenses for elder care 
and then um, if I'm properly insured for myself. All right. I love all of these. First of all, congrats on being a homeowner. Do you feel like you ran through the finish line or do you feel like the race has just started? Um, well, I thought I ran through the finish line and then I got to the house and realized how much work it needed. And now I feel like I just started. It's like a, it's like a relationship. You're like, Oh, I'm dating someone. And then you're like, this kind of stinks. This is hard. Uh, how many people live in your household? Just me, just you. So you're, you're doing this on your income. You bought a house in Seattle, Washington. Did you, did you, is your house in Seattle as well? Or you just work in Seattle. Um, it's, it's right outside Seattle. So that's an expensive housing market, and you bought it $75,000, by the way, is a very healthy income. Uh, how, does that, how does that work in Seattle? Help me understand. Um, it was pretty tough to find this house. That's why I had to leave Seattle proper. Um, it was 230000 and I put uh, 20000 down. Have so, you, have you, I'm, I'm looking at your numbers here. You've got $134,000 saved for the long term. Uh, you're putting a thousand dollars, more than a thousand dollars a month, all told into your your four hundred one k. Your account, your savings account, thirty two thousand bucks. Are are you an overachiever? Are you a type A? Like you get stuff done. That's what you seem like to me. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair assessment. And I so, like to take care of business. So you just checked a major box, which was buying a house, and so now we're at this place where it's like, okay, wh- what am I supposed to do next? I mean, that seems to be the nature of our conversation today, right? Right. I just don't know. Well, what I want to do is just plow money into working on the house. Um, but I don't know if that's a good idea. So, yeah, that's your point. It, it's, it's on point. I just don't know what to do. Have you made a list? Okay, so l- let's get through some, some weird stuff here. You got no debt other than sure. the house, right? Um, your savings Correct. account is properly filled, right? There, there's, no, there's, there, there's no need to keep filling that up. We really can keep saving for the long term, which you're doing a great job of, and then address some of these wants and desires of working on the house. Do you have a project list with how much those projects would cost? I, yeah, I do have a project list. Um, I need to replace uh, the water tanks, so that's happening next week. So that's going to be fifteen hundred. Okay. Um, and then I have a thirty-one-year-old furnace. Wait, you're thirty-one years so, old. I know it's a. It was born in 1985, I guess, just like me. Do you ever just sit back uh, and like judge it for being a millennial furnace? Do you ever do that? Uh, you know, I hadn't thought of that, but I should. You totally should. You'd be um, like, you know what? You you're kind of trying to find yourself. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're gonna have to replace that. So how much is that gonna be? Um, the estimates I've seen are from like three to five thousand. Okay. Did you, you knew this so going in, I'm, though, right? I mean, you knew this going into the absolutely, house. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. And you seem yeah, prepared this for a surprise. it. surprise. What, what, how did your savings get to be what you're... How, I'm backing up. I'm asking a question in, in lieu of the other question. How much did you put down on the house? Um, so cash to close was 28000 but I think 20000 went to the house. Okay, and then... Are you just an amazing saver? Like, where are you getting this money? Did did you like knock someone off and you got an inheritance? Like, what are we what are we looking at here? Uh, I really really like to save. Okay. It's like it's fun for me. Um, so I've always it's always been a game for me since I got my first job out of college was just how much can I save. What has your so that sort of, yeah? What's your income done over the last few years? Has it always been sort of steady on this pace to seventy five thousand a year or has it always been $75,000 a year? 
No, it's when I started in my current employment, it was about forty thousand. Okay. Um, and that was that was eight years ago. So um, it's I think it's gone up, you know, in a healthy way, and I think it'll continue to go up. But I would I would see in my career field, it'll it'll I won't go much higher than a hundred thousand. So it seems like you you've had a lot of confidence in the decisions you've made so far in your financial life. Do do you feel pretty good, sort of a no regrets sort of person so far? I do feel really confident, but it takes me forever to make a decision. Like I sat on buying a house for two years. I was just like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't do this. And you know, what if I need that, that cash? Um, but when I finally made the decision, I thought it was a great decision. I'm very happy I did it. So I, I take a long time to make financial decisions. All right. So let's look at your situation through this lens. Uh, do you have short-term stability? I have my thoughts on this, but I'm curious. Do, do you think you have short-term stability? Uh, I think I, I think I do have short-term stability. Absolutely. I have about eight eight months worth of emergency funds. Um, what about long-term stability? Do you have long-term stability? That's where I'm not. That's where I need your help because I'm not sure. Well, I think I'm doing a good job with my retirement, um, but I don't really know. All right. Well, uh, Bree, my producer, let's go to the million-dollar day page here on the screen. Guess what, Penny? You're going to be a millionaire at your current pace on July 16th, 2034. July 16th, 2034, oh. which is not that far from now, right? Cool. What's okay. that put you at 40 or 50 years old? Is that what that, I'm bad at math. How old are you? You're 31. That's uh, 17 years from now. You're 48, right? Oh, okay. Is that right? My math working? No one knows. I'm not sure. Uh, Bree, go to the go <laughs> to my calculator. That's my job. Bree, go to the retirement uh, income page here. Because if we take a look at what this means for you, at age 67, which is our traditional retirement, you'll have 4.9 million dollars if you keep doing exactly what you're doing. Like where I'm not. Like this isn't you called me and then I say do this and you'll have 4.9 million. No, if you keep doing exactly what you're doing, you'll have 4.9 million dollars. Okay. Okay. So which let's, let's take that into real dollars here. That's a net monthly income. So after tax real income at that time of $11,000 a month, but because of inflation, which you're familiar with, uh, it will feel like $4,700 a month. So if you do nothing else right now, you're going to have the equivalent in today's dollars of $4,700 a month. And here's what I know about you. Your current net monthly income is three thousand nine hundred and seventy-one dollars a month. Mm-hmm. So the question about long-term stability is answered, Penny. It's answered. Okay. So, okay. do we have midterm stability? Ten years from now, what's your financial life look like? Or I guess the better question is, what do you want it to look like? Um. Well. You know, I, I want to work on the house, um, but I also want to uh, travel more. I've kind of stopped traveling. I did a lot of traveling in college, and then I stopped as I was trying to save money. So I kind of envisioned myself, you know, in five years, um, hoping to take bigger trips every couple of years. How much are you putting in your savings account per, not, not your 401k, but how much are you putting into your savings account per month right now? Are you putting anything in there? 
Um, so since I bought, before I bought the house, I was putting in like sixteen hundred. But since I bought the house, it's about a thousand a month. Okay. I I gotta be honest with you. I I kind of love your situation. Like I, I I wish it upon people. Like people are like, oh, what do you want for my life? I want your life to be like Penny's life because this is amazing because here, here's what we're dealing with. You're going to have to deplete that savings to get your house up to snuff, right? In order to make it feel like you want it to feel and to, to not be surprised by an emergency furnace repair because that, that's where you lose out here. Something breaks down mm-hmm. on a Sunday night at 1 a.m. and you need someone out there and it costs you extra money. Um, you can replenish with $1,000 a month into savings, any of these expenses in just a, just, you know, a series of months, right? Right. What am I missing? This is so good. Like, are you going to like tell me something like, oh, by the way, I've just, I owe 90 million in taxes. Like what, what's the, what's the rub? What are you telling me? Well, no, that I think the thing that I'm concerned about is um, I anticipate needing to care for my father um, when he retires, which will be in about three years. Okay. He's healthy right now, and he'll have a retirement. Um, but I think I'm going to be the, the sibling where he's going to move in with me, and I'm going to be caring for him. Okay. So I think part of the reason I've always been such a saver is I sort of knew this was coming. And in fact, when my mother was alive, she had a chronic illness, so I thought I was going to be taking care of both of them. Um, and so she's since passed away, so now... Um, I feel like a little bit of pressure has been lifted up, but I still feel like I need to take, will need to care for my dad. And so I think that's why I'm just like, I'm not saving enough because I have no idea what his expenses will be like if he has any. So it sounds like there was an immense amount of pressure when you first came to terms with this, the pressure's backed off, but Penny, I can imagine, um, you got to lose sleep over this from time to time, right? Absolutely. That's not fun. Let's fix that. Can we fix that? You know, the best way to fix stuff like that is with a plan. You know, I mean, frankly, it's... I love plans. All right, so let's do it. So anytime you offer support to someone, there, there's three types of financial support or three sorts of elder care support or even adult child support. There's uh, physical support when someone lives with you, if you if you become their caregiver. You know what I mean? Will, will that be an aspect of your life? Will you have to give care physically? Uh, I imagine that'll be the case in, you know, 15, 15 20 years. Three, when, when he retires in three years, uh, will he immediately move in with you at that time? Uh, no, he won't immediately move in. Okay, so you've but got, I can see yeah. him needing to move in um, if his mobility declines. Okay. And then, so... A big question here, and this is the one thing we can't answer, and everything we've talked about, there's some pretty big certainties. We can't answer this next one. It's what will this do to your income if you are if you are uh, choose or force, however you want to say it, to spend your time giving care physically, will that uh, take away from your ability to work and affect your income? Do you have any insight on that? I don't think I'd be able to stop working, so I imagine I'd have to hire someone. So that would sort of reduce the amount of money I'm bringing home. Which then brings us to the next question of what sort of financial support would you be expected to give on a monthly basis? Like what would he be bringing to the table of monthly recurring income? So from what I, from what he's told me and what I understand, he will be bringing 
home about $4,000 a month in retirement. And does he have any obligations right now? Or uh, when he moves in with you, would he have any um, financial obligations? He does not have any financial obligations. He doesn't own a home. Um, so, yeah, he has no mortgage, no car payments, no obligations. Okay, so, so far, uh, if we've got the three ways you give support to someone, you got the physical way, and we'd said, check, we're going to probably have to do that. And by we, I mean you, you. I'm just trying to be part of this. Me. Yes. You don't want to help, Pete? Well, I mean, look, here's the thing. Uh, I don't do well with humidity, and it's my understanding that it's pretty humid in Seattle. Is that is this true? No, not at all. No? Not at all. Very dry. You'd love it here. Sure. Um, and so the second way you support someone is on a monthly basis, that they don't have enough income to match their obligations. And what you just told me, Penny, is th that's just certainly not the case for your father. Okay. So that's good, right? I mean, that, that, that is the, yeah, that's very good the best news so far. Now the third type. Now this one can get scary, but I don't think it's going to apply to you. Chunk support, which is a technical term in my industry. Basically what it means is, <laughs> hey, uh, Hey, Penny, when he'd, he'd use your real name, not the fake one we chose for you. Uh, hey, Penny, um, can I, I need $35,000 right now. Like, that's not going to happen, is it? I, I, no, I don't see it happening unless there, he had to go into some sort of retirement center and they needed it up front. So does the, the income that he has, is it derived from uh, pension, social security, or is it derived from assets that he has set aside? So it will be derived from pension and a 401k. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know. So the story, he, he's sort of the classic um, American healthcare story where um, he was taking care of my mother and their finances just got turned upside down because of her enormous medical care. And so he, thank goodness, will have a pension when he retires. But most of his retirement through his 40s and 50s was going towards my mom's care. Do you think this will, do you think this shaped your sort of financial mindset and, and your personality altogether of, of, I see what life can do to you? Do you think that shapes who you are? Oh, absolutely. No question. No question whatsoever. You know, I've, I've seen a situation or two and, um, What's manifested in you is is wonderful, frankly. I mean, I'm sure there's clearly pain that comes with it, but the numbers that are a result of your behavior are good. I, I see some people go the other way. They, life is too short. I'm going to go out and have a great time, which is, by the way, a great time, until it's no longer a great time and you're out of money. Um, that doesn't seem like that ever occurred to you. No, that seems terrifying to me. But I, I could understand how folks would do that as a response. Yeah, people react differently, right? You know, so you can definitely mm -hmm. understand that. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I do want to explain, yeah. and you already know this, that the, the reason why long-term care insurance is not an option, uh, and you're, are you familiar with the concept and why, why it's not applicable for you? Uh, I'm familiar with what it is, but no, I don't know why it's not applicable. So long-term care insurance is a way to protect a person's assets. Specifically, we're talking about your father here. Uh, he would be able to okay. purchase a long-term care insurance policy that if he were ever disabled or had a chronic situation or that he ever were to go into a long-term care facility, more specifically, that the insurance would pay for the stay there so he doesn't have to spend down his assets. Now, here's the issue. I don't want to be presumptuous here, but I'm just putting together uh, two and two. 
it sounds like he already has some sort of condition that's got him uh, heading down that path, right? Mm-hmm. Therefore, he would not be able to secure the insurance. And don't panic or anything. I'm bringing this up to, to hit all the details, but that won't sure. necessarily impact you. Here's what it'll mean. There is a chance that at the end of his life, whenever that is, and hopefully it's when he's 130, like he'll be in, in the cover of Time magazine, he'll be the person of the year, which is quite the accomplishment these days. Uh, he'll be 130 <laughs> years old. He probably will die broke, is what I'm telling you. Right? Right. Um, right. And, and, and here's the good news. I don't think that it will negatively impact your finances as of now. There may be things here or there. There may be some upfront costs of getting him an assisted living facility if that's what it comes to. But in the end, if, if he has to go on Medicaid, which is the current process of which someone's care is taken care of financially via um, the government, uh, I don't think you personally are any worse for the wear financially. Does that make sense? So, okay. so, so we got the, so let me, let me try to summarize to some degree here. Number one, you're going to be a millionaire in, 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 by the time you're like 48 years old, if my math is still working. Uh, number two, your retirement's fine. Just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, number three, fix your house. You've got the money in your account and you replenish that account by a thousand bucks every month. So I, I would not be crazy about it. But I also wouldn't be so conservative that it ends up costing you money. You know, you go too cheap and then it burns you. Right. And then as, as far as your father is concerned, I think you need to focus your attention and your mental energy, if that's a thing, to physical care for him and worry a lot less about how it's going to ruin your financial life because it's not even close to doing that. Okay. Yeah, that's really, that's very helpful to hear. Now there's two more elements I want to tackle. Uh, number one, yeah. if you are his caregiver and something happens to you, uh-huh. what happens to him? And by what happens to you, when, if you've listened to the show before, when I say something happens to you, you know what that means, right? Right. You're dead. Um, you're dead. Like, so if I'm, you're dead, what's happening to, 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 to Papa Penny? Like wh- who's taking care of Papa Penny? Uh, I, so currently my life insurance is to him okay. and it's two, it's $250,000. Um, so I would hope that my other sisters could use that money to continue his care. I, I like that you have a good answer for every question I have. Like I want to, I want to like hang out. I want to drink <laughs> coffee at the original Starbucks across from Pike place market from you. Uh, let's do it. Yeah, totally. I'm never in Seattle, but totally. Um, that's a perfect answer. You're great. Uh, so my next question is what other financial worries, what, what other stress points do you have that you spin your wheels on? Because so far it's sort of the, uh, asked and answered. Uh, we've asked questions and they're answered both from you and me and everything is tracking. What else is maintaining a stress level for you? I think for me, it's, it's, you brought up sort of what are my midterm goals, mm-hmm. and I have my savings account, and I haven't figured out, um, you know, at what point is it okay to just spend that $5,000 on the furnace? So in my mind, I'll just be like, well, I just need to keep putting money in the savings till I get to, let's say, 30000 and then I can take 5000 out. 
So for me, I just have to find a number I'm comfortable with. See, I mean, I get that. And sometimes arbitrary num- picking a number arbitrarily and setting a goal around it is interesting and, and right. Um, how, let's answer it this way. Uh, you don't have to tell me what you do for a living, but how secure is your particular employment? Well, you know, I thought it was very, very, very secure. Um, three but varies. With the current Three varies. Three but varies. with the current administration, I'll, it's, I'll give you one very. I think it's very secure. Okay, which is better than secure or not very secure? Correct. I can see myself being employed for the next two years. I can't wait till we, we uh, end the episode. So when we're off the air, I can tell you exactly what you do for a living. Cause I know, I, I don't know, but I feel like I know, and there's no reason to out you. Um, that's great. Good times. Um, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest here and I never tell people to spend money just hap, you know, haphazardly. I say you just like get the house taken care of. Like, cause again, you re- answer this. Are you more, um, would you feel more pressure to save money now or would you feel more pressure to replenish a depleted savings because you just bought a new furnace? Um, so for me, there's no real difference. Okay. I, look, I, in, the, in the pressure. I, I don't know anything about anything here, Penny, uh, as, as you probably know. <laughs> But like in a furnace, like how we're talking furnace, right? For that's the four to six thousand right. dollars situation. Like how right. necessary right. is that in your life right now? And if it isn't, when does it actually become necessary? It's not super necessary. It still works. Um, I'm just trying to be proactive. Sure. So, so it, but like, when does it stop being altogether necessary? Like seasonally. And Seattle, like I, I don't know. Can you? Oh, oh, yeah, oh! That's what I mean. Um, probably uh, April. Okay, so it, it has to last you till April, and then if it does, it's done its job until what? October, November? No one knows. What's the answer? Uh, let's say November. I mean, so that seems. Can we just go that route? Can we not just say like, we just got to make it till April? Can we do that, and then you don't have to do anything until November? Yeah, I actually really like that idea. Me too. Man, this guy's a genius. <laughs> um, all right, so then the other one's the 1500 bucks on some other thing. What was that one? Uh, the water tank. That's already, you've already committed to that. I'm, I'm committing to it. It's next Thursday, so I'm just going to let go of the money. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then make sure to finance it 36 months, same as cash. I'm kidding. What other <laughs> things do you have to buy for the house in the next 12 months? Anything? Uh, nothing I have to buy. Just... I'd like to, the, no, nothing I have to buy in the next 12 months. Where are you going on vacation this year? Um, I'm going to go to Florida and to the Oregon coast. Aren't you pretty much on the Oregon coast? I mean, I don't know how to, again, I'm not, I'm not a geographer, uh, but yeah, pretty, close. yeah pretty much pretty close. So, okay. So you know what? I, I give you a 10 out of 10. Uh, I love your financial life. I love the head on your shoulders. I like your short-term, mid-term, and long-term plan. Um, yeah, I'm proud of you. If, I, if a, a, a man eight years older than a person can say they're proud of them, I am. I think you're doing a great job. And under sounds like some difficult circumstances at times. So good job. I appreciate that. Thank you, Pete. Anything else I can answer? 
No, I, I, you've made me feel a lot better. So this has been great. Well, that's my job. That's my job. Well, thanks for joining us. As always, we love updates. So, so give us updates. Uh, this has been the Million Dollar Plan. If you want to be on the Million Dollar Plan, go to PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Watch us on PeteThePlanner.tv if you aren't already. Until next time, I'm Pete the Planner. Take care of yourself. If you want to be on this podcast and Pete fix your money life, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. Log on. This is for information purposes only. Not the swiftest financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Release from Everest, the freshest fresh, and you can call me ET. Word to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings, uh, salutations. How you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, adjourn. and beats I burn, I burn, I burn, I burn. This I adjourn, this I Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try, can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?